Hello everybody, this is Jules and before we begin, I would like to say a few things regarding this wonderful podcast. This is a project that I have been thinking about since 2019 and it's only now that I have managed to get it going. So I do appreciate that you're taking the time to give it a listen. I want to take this opportunity to thank the Creative Caravan that has supported me in the production of this podcast. Also, a very big thanks to each of my guests who allowed themselves to trust me with their stories and helped me in creating a space where people can feel like they can relate to one another, learn from one another, and find a sense of belonging. Enjoy! Welcome to So This Is Love, a podcast about love, the loss of love, heartbreak, and the meeting of self. We share stories on how the relationships we once had teach us about who we are and define who we become. And maybe through these stories, we can answer that age-old question. Is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? So, this is love. And welcome everyone to another episode of this podcast. Today we are joined by a very special gentleman. His name is Steve, or Steven, <laughs> not his real name. Um, and he's here to tell us about a relationship that really kind of shaped, I would say, his ideologies around love, connection, and maybe himself. He'll let us know a little bit more about that um, with a young lady called Sandra. Welcome, Steven. Thanks. So um, it's a beautiful day today. Yeah. It's actually cold, but still a beautiful day. The sun is coming out. And um, I just want you to take us through the relationship that you had with Sandra. We've spoken a little bit about it. You said that this is um, a relationship that you had in your early 20s, kind of in getting into campus, all the way out of campus. Yes. Um, that went on for about, you said, four to five years? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Um, right now, you're much older than that. Yes. You're Heading into your into your thirties, <laughs> so you're no longer a young buck. No. Yeah, but I'm assuming you've had other relationships after your relationship with Sandra. Well, <laughs> we'll put a sticky note on that. Okay, yeah. we'll put a point on that. Yeah. So I want us to start from the beginning. Mm. Your relationship with Sandra. Mm. How old were you, and how did you meet? Okay, I I think I was 21, 22, heading to twenty two. Thereabouts, she was nineteen. You know, that's a teenager, and we were young, <laughs> <laughs> high, and, you know, so how we met is that it was in campus, and we had these, we had, we had this, what is it called, the competitions, where you come and meet people, you know, just as first years, we were first years at that time, we were trying to learn about new things, so there was an, there was a drama competition being held, and, you know. I was into drama at that time, so I said, let me go and see what's happening. So when I reached there, we we had auditioned, and when we leave the the hall, I see someone drawing from, from outside. And I'm like, who is this person drawing? And she looks like a riffraff. So <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean she looks like a riffraff? She looked like a riffraff. Expound. You know? like, tomboyish looks and, you know, I actually thought it was a guy at first, and then I saw the hair was a bit long. 
And then she stood up and you know she looked confused. So I approached her. I actually remember what she was wearing. And I keep on telling her that. What was she wearing? A purple hoodie, grey trousers, and Crocs, <laughs> which I hate. <laughs> I really hate Crocs. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, hi, you're drawing, yeah, and you know, I, I like art a lot. So, like, can I have your number, you know? so that you, I can commission you for pieces. At that time, I was really broke, and, and I wanted to commission her. And also, her, she didn't know anything about selling art or whatnot. So she was like, no, I can't give you my number. You know, when you're in first year, you're shy. You think every man who approaches you, you know, has ill motives. Mm-hmm. When I when I approached her, I was with my friend who, who had passed the auditions. Myself, I failed. <laughs> and she was like, I'll give your friend my number. I was like, what? <laughs> Rejection. But anyway, like it's fine. He's my brother. I, at least at that time, I knew that guy was interested in some other chick who was apparently her friend. Mm. So later on, he gives me the number and I text her. So she thought, okay, we can call. The other guy is called Brian. So there's a Brian. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, Brian tells me, you know what, me, I'm not into her, I like the other chick, so you take the number. And I was like, competition reduced. So I text her and you're like, you know, can we meet Badai? Then we start talking. Initially, she's apprehensive because I think she was seeing someone else in campus, but, you know, first year relationships are discounted. Like, ah, this is just, you're just wasting time with this guy. <laughs> Because they had met in high school, and I think they joined the same university. I was like, yeah, it's enough now. Now it's time for you to join the big boys. <laughs> Despite me being <laughs> first year as well. <laughs> you want to roll with the big uh, boys. You know, when you like something, you have to torture yourself. Yeah. So we started talking, started hanging. And the problem was, because me, I was, she, she's an SDA chick, so... At that time, she was really into SDA, SDAism, if I may call it that. So I'd never see her on Saturday. Actually, on Friday, from Friday evening, SDAs have this thing called Vespers. Mm. So which starts Friday evening all through Sunday morning. So I'm like, oh my God, you know, we're in campus. I can't see you from Friday to Sunday morning. When, and that is the time in your campus when Shere Imeshika like, where are you? No, I'm in church. I'm like, oh, God, what am I into? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> fast forward and, you know, we start talking. And then I'm like, how I made her my girlfriend is that? I, I used to have this killer meal in campus, which if I prepared for you, you'd start dating me. Okay. <laughs> you know, in campus, people are a bit broke at that of time. Of course, we all yeah. are broke yeah. in campus. We all so, eat <laughs> ugali and skuma every day. Every day. And saucy and so and all that. But I remember we used to, when I had my first help, because uh, she was this day she didn't like meat. So like, what is the next best thing? Of course, people want to think it's saucy, but that's not it. So those recipe, eggs, bachelor meal. Oh. The ultimate bachelor meal, ugali and eggs mm-hmm. and avocado. So I made her that, but minus the ugali, because chicks are not into ugali and shit. So I'm like, okay, I'll put you rice and some spaghetti. So I prepared that. And she was like, 
you cook like this every day i was like yeah <laughs> you're sure yeah so i think she ate into my budget kidogo cuz now i had to keep up appearances so by the time she realized this guy does not live like this she was already in <laughs> smart smart yeah so on, when she came in the next sunday i was like you know what i like you and i think from the way i'm going i need a life partner so what do you say at 21 you knew that you were in ready for a life partner well i i didn't like her okay. that that's the other thing right cuz you know when and of course there are other chicks in campus but i was like hey this one is a bit different cuz also she was hard to get she was always unavailable maybe i'm attracted to those kind of people also but she was always unavailable and i was like hey this is a challenge i've never you know, I can say they used to come easy but for her it was like huh you know she had a standard she was like you can't just treat me like this and that you need to show me that you're interested in me and I was like you said you're 19 you're sure and then I saw her ID and yeah she is 19 then we started dating and that kick started our journey five years yeah how did your relationship unfold after that especially now that she was sta yeah say she was not really available on the weekends yeah. you used to go out and drink party yeah. i'm assuming yes how how did your relationship unfold oh okay so for me at that time i was you know young high and energy energetic for her she was a bit chill I was like so how do i bring her to the other side to the remove her from the narrow path <laughs> and so what i used to do is that you know she liked being because she told me she confessed that she had never received a letter in high school and i was like how where were you schooling so i used to write her letters on sticky notes and leave i, I want to congratulate her friends who helped me with this team <laughs> because you know at that time i was not the only man who was propositioning her because there was another guy as well some other two guys of course ladies have all these guys who want them and those there so they have friend her roommate i remember is the one who had suggested you know i can't be telling you when she's around because she was either in church or class all the time i was like <laughs> for me I, i never realized that people read that much in campus so if you're in campus summer but she was really focused i was focused too but not to that extent mm. So she used to tell me okay she's in the room now come right now because at that time she had a kadudu funny thing i remember in campus i was i think we only two guys with smartphones at that time it was this LG Optimus Prime <laughs> <laughs> my mom bought me that for passing KCSC i was like what it was so small but i was so proud of that phone ah, i love that phone so it 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 was not big on specs i think the ram was about 200 and something mbs and just 1 gb of storage so whenever we took pictures to get full i'd be like can i do i have to delete these photos you know so i'd borrow laptops and keep i think my photos and has scattered on people's laptops which is weird now <laughs> <laughs> so i used to leave us sticky notes in 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 her room uh, telling her I came to see you but you are not around please call me I'm making dinner pass by you know those sweet sweet things That's cute 
or I'd make a breakfast from my room because I really loved cooking. No, cook and take take to her because she was not big on these food things. Uh, she was like, ah, to a mess. I was like, how can you eat from a mess? Food there is actually very cheap. Ten shillings you've eaten because it's subsidized. It's cooked by the school staff and all that. So if you eat in a mess, everything is cheap, mm-hmm. affordable. No, because me, I was not into that mess food because it's a lot of food, but then it's general it's for the gen pop, so to speak. So I used to tell her, okay, fine, because you don't like cooking and I like cooking, you pass by and then we can, we can cook together, can give each other stories and whatnot. But most of the time she used to say, no, because, you know, ah, nikienda kwa nyumba ya kijana. You know those things? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so most of the time she used to say no. So, because I'm insistent, I'd cook and live in her room. So I, I'm not really sure whether her roommate ate some of the food. Because <laughs> sometimes she never used to say that she got the food. But anyway, so during those years we dated, in between... You know, we broke up Kidogo because she used to live outside the county. I used to live in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the university that I went, they give you such long holidays. By the time you come back, Ramubaba. <laughs> so that time when <laughs> we, had, we had gone for, it was the first year holidays. And as she was going home, me was going back to Nairobi. She was like, I've never done this. She knew I was dating her and she was dating me. So when we went for the holidays, I was like, so what happens now? Because now you have to go all the way to some village and have to go back to Nairobi. So like, I can't come to see you. But now, at that time, I used to stay with my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't come. You don't know Mr. Steve Wewe. He'll kill you alive. No, where will you sleep? Because it's a whole day's journey, and you can't sleep in my bedroom. What? <laughs> what will I say? So she was like, "Okay, I think I have some friends in in at about let's say Kasarani, where I can come and sleep." And I was like, "This is I don't I don't I don't see the logistics because at that time I I had no income other than help, and help was not really an income. Let's say she did come, but now the day that she came." I had to babysit my younger brother. I cannot leave my younger brother to go and say, oh, I was seeing my girlfriend. So you are leaving your younger brother to go and see a chick who you do not even know you'll end up with. So it was those crazy times. She got so mad that she traveled all the way from, let's say, Mombasa to Nairobi to see me and I couldn't come like a sacrifice. So she went ballistic and she said, I'm not serious. She said, I think we need... We need to figure out things. You know, whenever you're told those things, you're like, figure out things. So we broke up Kidogo. But then we came back to campus and I was like, yo, I really missed you. Kumbi, there's a girl-shaped hole in my life without you. So what do you say? At least now I'm making arrangements to move out and all not. And we can try this thing again. So we did get back together. It was just a temporary break. Because funny thing is that during that break we were talking throughout. It's just that we are not now using the pet names. Now I was using her name like, so Jules, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we got back together in campus. Then I moved out of school. Started living on my own. How? Yeah. 
during this breakup how yeah. how how far in into the relationship was this first breakup this was now like the first year the first year yeah. so by this point you would already would you say you were already in love with her i mean i was me from day one me and you when you like hey this one this one is a keeper i really like that chick mm. so when when now we broke up that kidogo time at that time i wasn't even thinking much about relationships so like the boyfriend girlfriend term i find it very weird when someone says this is my boyfriend i i didn't even like being called someone's boyfriend or girlfriend you know because you grew up in a community where those things are not called and her for her the same as well so now when i moved out of campus i was like you know what you can come whenever you're free you can come stay here because everyone knows that we are dating anyway so it's not like a secret it's not like i'm hiding you and it's not like you're hiding me so at that time I was paying my own rent and she was still staying in school so she did come but like i said she's very religious so she'd be like you know those awkward moments where what am i doing in the long at 3 a.m. for example <laughs> so she'd stay there for some time then leave because she was not comfortable but i can say when we stay together for some time which if you ask me now in retrospect i think was not so such a thought out move because at this time we are still in school i know people say you build together but i think at that time we were too young because she we were barely out of our teens at least for her i think that time she was 22 21 and i was being into 23 24 and now we are staying together so you have to think about other than school you have to think about how you pay your rent and how you feed both of you mm-hmm. which was not a problem because campus things are cheap but then i think you need that time also to figure out your life and know what you want to do rather than just get focused into the relationship so much so that's what happened we stayed together for some time on and off she got her own place as well Uh, and we are really proud because now you know we have two places at least that's how i was seeing it mm-hmm. when you get bored of our neighbors here because of you know things that campus students do we'd go to a place yeah so for some time stay together then we finished campus graduated together have those you know those weird photographs that people take holding each other i was like please don't make me do this <laughs> she wanted us to draw our cups online and well now in retrospect i think it's important to do the sakaja no offense <laughs> <laughs> now that sakaja has made it popular for portrait photography so she wanted me to carry her and throw her in the air and I'm like you see how i look i mean <laughs> she's going to break me and if you imagine i'm looking like this now that means i was skinnier then yeah. anyway so for the sake of love makes you do weird things we did take those photos we still have them you know now they make me laugh because it was it was just awkward you know we did makeup and all that for graduation I was like i don't even like pictures that much but anyway we did them moved out of school i came to nairobi she went back home because she didn't have a job at that time i'd already gotten work in nairobi so i was working and we are trying to look for her employment now in opportunities in Kenya it will tafuta kazi yeah but she she's part so we remember we used to do this campus 
challenges. And, and I think that's what helped her get a job because one of them managers who is which is weird because now he's my friend and her friend and he knows about us. So I do, I, do, I wonder how they relate at work. But anyway, mm. no, she got him. He got her a job in one of his companies, and you know she started working. So now the thing was, I've moved out. She's moving to Nairobi, but I don't think it's going to be appropriate for her to come and stay with me because you know, I'm struggling. You know, as much as as much as I'm making money, you know, black tax. African families, you still have a lot of things on your mind. You also want to, you know, this is your own space now. You want to play FIFA from Friday to Sunday morning in your boxers. You want to walk naked. You know, <laughs> we know someone telling you, hey, Fango, we have neighbors coming. Where are our neighbors coming? Anyway, so. Yeah, you're young at this point. Yes. You finally got a little bit of freedom. <laughs> and you want, to, freedom. you want yeah. to learn how to live I, exactly. on your own because when you move in with someone, it's like you have to take care, especially if they move into your space. Yes. No matter what, it always feels like you have to take care of them too, exactly. doesn't it? Exactly. And you have to work on eggshells because you're like, okay, I don't want her to feel like this is just my space and that she does not belong here. Because sometimes you can do those things unconsciously where people now start feeling, is it because it's your place that you are telling me that? So I do want to do that. And I was like, I think for the better part, let's get you a house. You know, we can chip in rent because I was earning much higher. At that time, you know, well, I was still in campus when I got this job. So I had a lot of money, you know, because in campus, you know, when you're told all this, because uh, I remember when I got my contract, I was like, you're paying me this much. You're sure? The manager was like, you're not even reading your contract. No, no. <laughs> At that time, young and foolish. Anyway, so we get her a place downtown and me i'm staying this other side of town i like the distance so that you can feel like you're traveling to go to see someone not just like i'm always against the idea of lovers living same locality mm-hmm. go to another county so that i can plan and come anyway so she starts working and like i told you one of the things that attracted me to her is that she's very smart so it was only a matter of time before she started getting promoted and within two years she was already a, a junior brand manager so by that that means her, her skill salary has gone up way higher than mine because at that time i was like hey me, me i'm me i'm thriving with this my 20 or 30k from this company you know my rent i know how much i'm paying i have to small small gigs here and there and her because she was really focused her, she always knew what she wanted for me i was okay in terms of jobs and expectations she knew what she wanted in her line of career for me i was like let me try different things and see what sticks because mm. you know she's also a creative she's an artist so she abandoned that and went into into corporate and within two years she had risen to a junior brand manager now it's time for her to move because you know you can't wherever she's staying right now and where her work is things are different how much was she earning? How much more than you was she earning? Hey. <laughs> mm. Let's see. Let's say almost three times as much. Wow. Yeah. Because, wow. you know, <coughs> I signed this contract well, on, my, on my, my third year of campus, right? And heading into the fourth year. 
So I was still on the same salary. I'd never cause I was comfortable, let's say, because I'd never really thought about by the way did I say this for this amount of money? So when she left and she joined as an intern, then she got promoted. So of course she grew faster and her salary, her salary became thrice as mine. So I was like, okay, we need to have that awkward conversation. But I I can't say that money really was part of the problem because it's not that none of us was not working. We all knew how much each earns. Mm-hmm. And by this time our expenses were minimal. My brother had finished school and because she's like the third born or second born there, she was not really too much black tax or something. So all the money was hers and my money, most of it was mine. So I could say that our salary together <laughs> was this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did the fact that she earned more money than you um, affect the relationship in any way? Mm. Well, not not in my end. I, I can't talk on her behalf, but for me, I can't say that I ever felt threatened. Of course, initially, when now people are like, yo, you, I saw your chick hanging out with Caroline Motoko. What are you doing in you know, Mlolongo <laughs> at 3 a.m.? So she's like, you know, when people now start giving opinions, that's when trouble starts seeping. Because I, I also know that's what led to the breakdown of the relationship. At this point, we were okay. But then everyone commenting, because then we, we, do, we had always lived our life privately. We never told people a lot of things. So now, after campus, is when now we started inviting our friends over, you know, treating them, living. How can I say? Just having these parties, you know, like I'd say, Jules, come over to my place. We're having a luncheon with my friends and all that. You know, people pry a lot. So I think that's what led to it. So at this time, we're still not living together. As she's moved out, me, I'm also, and not also moved out from my first house. I think I moved into a place mm-hmm. because it was more comfortable. I can't lie. <laughs> you know, man, me, me, as long as I had my peers, me, I'm good. And my <laughs> music system, me, Nico Sawa. Funny thing, do you know I still have my three years from campus? <laughs> as mementos or you just... I don't, I, I'm like, do I need these four years? For what? I'm like, they, they're working. They do uh, the job. And they're faster because, you know, they are, have you ever cooked with the coil? like the electric cooker yes. yeah <laughs> so you know they were thin thin mm. film so that they hit uh, and i'm like i'm saving gas if you think about it <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's besides the point so she moved out and uh, she was like you know what now this is during just before covid yeah yeah anyway so she moves out and i'm i'm still at my former place and she's like so I have a bigger house, and you're my guy. So you just come over for a weekend, you know, barbers. Don't know how I found myself in Naivasha. So I'm there. I'm, I'm like, have I moved in or what? Because you told me that's the weekend, and today is Tuesday, and I'm still here, and you're telling me to stay further. Anyway, we are comfortable with each other. So I started staying there, which... I also think it's part of the problem. Because, you know, I'd never really felt like this is my place. It was her place at the end of the day. Because then her siblings would also come and they'd find me there in my boxers and like that awkward moment. <laughs> you know, chicks are, are really, they're future focused. So by the time she was moving out to the new place, 
she had already budgeted for seats. Me, I didn't even have a seat. Me, I was like, I have a bed and one stool. Like, it's also good for your back. <laughs> so at this time, her she had she had bought seats. She had bought a carpet. Like the ho- it was a homely house, so you can understand why I did. Also, do you want to go back to my stools? Like, hey, my house used to be cold because I I like living on you know the topmost floor. So at this time, I was living on the fourth floor, the last floor. It was cold at night. But house was so warm, and you'd wake up this Uji. I mean, I'm like, why would I go back to Jehanam? <laughs> why would I go back to my three or years? So I think we just started staying, and you know, the problem was we never talked about it. Me, I was going to go there for a weekend, and then I was given spa treatment, and I was like, this is it. This is <laughs> what I have been praying for. <laughs> I'm not leaving this house. So. I didn't think she minded but I think we really should have talked about it you know just because when now the relationship was breaking down one of her issues was you know you don't pay rent oh, I was like oh I was supposed to pay rent <laughs> were you still paying for your house I was still? paying for my house because you know because of my peers and my cycling I'd hip on Fridays go do my cycling then come back on Sunday like an african dad Sunday morning. At that time, I was still paying rent for my house. And, you know, we were chipping in for food and all that. At the back of my mind, I, I, I probably the problem was because me, I take things too slow. And I know that's a problem. I was like, we'll get to this conversation when we get to it, you know. Not right now, I mean. There's a lot going on. Let us first finish. So I'm still paying for my place. And you're still playing, paying for your so we can see that I was not like 100% into it. I was like, me, I'm just here for some time. You know, when things get tough, me, I'll just hear out to my gigs and let you sort out your issues. Then I'll come back. And so that's what happened. And, uh, you know, when people stay together, friction, especially when family members are involved. Because, you know, have folks would come and stay, have, have friends, have family. Brothers would come and stay sometime as they go to school. And also my sister will come and say hi and also forget that this is not our house and they end up staying for a night or two because she's also very sociable. So I really think at that time is when things started going haywire because now we are involving a lot of people. We never really had time because Monday she's working, Monday to Friday she's working and I'm also working. So she'd have these, what are they called? Events. Events, setups, you know, because she was in charge of a lot of people. Like activations. Yes. Actually, she is in charge of a lot of people. You know, when she does that, and most of the time it take place on Fridays and Saturdays. So that was the time we could have together because me Sunday, I, I like going to see my, my parents and my folks. So we never really had time together. We are, yes, we were living in the same house, but she'd leave earlier, but I'd leave very early because I was working across town, mm-hmm. you know. So I'd leave the house very early, come back late. The same for her. Like, we just used to meet each other in bed. Like, oh, you're also here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also here. <laughs> so by that time, I think, you know, things started going haywire and our attention started shifting to other things. I think the first sign of trouble was on this day that we didn't talk for for 
we had set up a, a movie night. No, so we just away everyone. And we said, so this Saturday, we are going to do movies. We'll do Nyamachoma and just sit in. Mm. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if some guy just, the guy thing happened <laughs> where I forgot or something. <laughs> But I remember when I came back, she, she was a bit mad. Oh my God, Steve. <laughs> it happens. It happens. A lot on my mind. I mean, paying rent three four years, <laughs> moving across town to go to moving the office. Moving across town, so I was like, "Oh shit!" We had something planned out today, so I go back home. So I told you, I ride on Saturdays, right? So I go back home, cancel my ride. By the time I get there, she's already mad. And I'm like, "So why are you mad? I'm here." You know, let's focus on the future. And then we get into a fight. We'll still do our nyamachoma. We eat without talking to each other because food always food is separate from the issue. So we eat, but then we are angry at each other. And then the first sign now that was trouble is that normally doesn't extend past an evening. But on Sunday she was still mad. And then I got mad that she was mad. And I think she got mad that I was mad. She was mad. Uh, just a house full of people who are mad at each other. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to be the bigger person. So Monday when she leaves, you know, she kisses me goodbye. But still, I'm mad that, you know, we have not addressed an issue. So me, I'm like, ah, you go. So at that time, I was working from home now officially. So she leaves me in the house. She comes back in the evening. Of course, now ego issues start creeping up. What am I doing here? You know, like why is she going to work and I'm staying at home? You know, so she's supposed to find food cooked, a bath prepared, you know, sleepers, back massage, you know, those <laughs> things that <laughs> that tear down a relationship. So that's what happened. And then, you know, when she, she came back in the evening, she was she was disappointed that I was not receiving her. With those lawyer things, you know, because me I was disappointed. So when she came in, I think at that time I was on a call or listening to music, so I didn't acknowledge her presence. Oh my! And I, I didn't know like that these things are big for people. Steve, like me, big for people. <laughs> Honestly, you have to acknowledge your partner when they walk into the room if you haven't seen them all day. Well, I knew that later, but yeah. for me, you know, for me these things are like ah, this is just. See, she, she knows I'm here, and I'm here, and like. Me, I know I love you and you love me. So, you know, those assumptions that we make. So, I, for me, I knew we are good. But now when she walked in, I was like, hey. So, I think she thought, like, I was mad or something. But at that time, we had moved on. So, she came in. I didn't acknowledge her. I was just like, karibu. You know, there's no Uji prepared yet. I didn't know you're coming in early, but karibu. Then she just went, stayed in the bedroom the whole evening. I was like, okay, is there a problem here? Now the problem was that her brother was also coming that day from school. They had just closed. So now we are three people. Two are talking to each other. You know, like we have a conduit in the middle, a person who now um, <laughs> so it was that weird moment. And uh, since I didn't want the brother to notice, I was like, I think I'll go back to my place today. And then we can meet over the weekend when he goes back to school. So I left that evening, you know, around 7 p.m. 
and I think that is the straw that broke the camel's back because the next time I was talking to her she was feeling sad at the office and she was like you know what I think you know I need some time away from this and the other thing is that we had booked for a holiday to Mombasa think Kilifi or something at that time as well so we are supposed to leave the next week and she was like you know what i don't think this can work anymore i'm it's too much going on so let's just go our separate ways at first i didn't believe it i was like ah you know see sai kakamego see sai those prank shows but she was really serious by not go not this is the breakup this is not this is, the, this is not her saying we can go to kilifi Well, we oh. did go to Kilifi because we had paid and it was a lot of money. I was like, you know what? We'll solve this in, you know, there's nothing a beach can solve mm. or sex on the beach. <laughs> the cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> the cocktail. Well, when we, when we went to Kilifi, at that time she had just hinted. She was like, I don't, I don't think we're on the same page in this relationship. And I was like, it's fine. We'll talk about it. You know, like I told you, me, I take things to casually or slow. So we go to Kilifi, Mombasa for a week. Now, funny thing is that in Kilifi we seem to be okay. Um, or maybe it was the beach or maybe it was the food. I don't know. But immediately we landed back in Nairobi. I could just feel the cold mm. from the weather and from her in the relationship. So that time I slept at her place because it was nearer. And then the next morning I went this was now on saturday sunday monday it's back to work she calls me she's like no i call her because i wanted to check in and see you know how is you know the kilifi hangover going on she's like you know what this is this is too much i can't concentrate at work so i'm breaking it off breaking what off you know breaking this what is this? you know i wanted that to mention and she said you know this this ass is no longer it's not it's not working anymore hey cuz i was shook first of all i hung up i went and ate fast cuz you know you cannot argue in, on an empty stomach <laughs> <laughs> you need strength from the lord so i go and eat i call her back now in the afternoon i don't think she worked that afternoon cuz we talked on the phone for 2 hours mm-hmm. me pleading her insisting no back and forth back and forth until i was like i'll call you badai no so i call her late in the evening she's still on the same stance and i'm like so what about my clothes can i just come for them you know i'll send them <laughs> you know it's funny how you can be sleeping with one person today and then the next day they don't want anything to do with you so that's what happened and you know so i i, I I did accept it. It took me a while. It took me almost a month because I was like, I've invested too much in this relationship. I've I've done all my 20s in this relationship. Now I'm heading into my 30s. You want me to become a single man again? Like I'm a baba, those 40-year-olds, <laughs> a baba in the streets. I, I do not believe that. I think for me it was an ego issue. Like I'd never been dumped before. And most of my relationships before that i had one major one which just fizzled out you know it's like it's just campus love high school love let's go our separate ways we did we had a good run though we showed the best 
send you the recommendation letter <laughs> to your next partner. But this one was really invested in it because you know we had introduced each other to our parents. Like her sister still call me, her brothers still call me, and I'm sure my brother still talk to her. And, you know that's the issue. So like we have too much at stake for it just to end like this. I mean, what will people say? Which I realize now is an awkward question to ask. After five years or more, you can't just wake up and say, now this is over, so where am I supposed to start? When, you know, the things I've done, I've built my life around you, knowing you, you are a constant. You are part of the pillars in my life. So now that you're going, you're making me, how do... How do I start again from from scratch? I don't know how to talk to a girl anymore because every every girl I see is a sister to me. <laughs> so how do I start from that point again to where we are? I don't think I'll believe in a, in a relationship again after after what is happening. But I think she was really because what she said is that she was she was just a lot of issues that were building up for her and for me, you know me. I live life light. I don't carry those things. So for her, depending on how she was raised, is that she'd keep the issues that affected her throughout the relationship and she'd carry them forward. And she didn't feel like she wanted to talk to me about them at that time when the issues were happening. So when it all came crashing down, you know, I kind of get her point because there were a lot of issues, but there, there were issues that were non-issues to me. They were not like relationship-breaking issues. You know, it's the usual. We didn't discuss about the money here. Mm-hmm. You didn't talk to me here. You know, you, there are things you did here that we could have talked about or there are decisions you made. that, Especially that moving in together without talking. I think that was that, that was a big issue that even I feel like I shouldn't have done that at that, at that time. So that's what contributed to the relationship breaking majorly. Because now we are living like or we are fiancé and fiancé. Mm-hmm. But we have not really discussed is if this is where we want to be or where we want to go. It's not that I didn't know I wanted to marry her. I did. I had plans. But then when I moved in, it appended my plans. Because now I was like, I'm paying rent for my house. I didn't think she wanted me to to chip in for rent to her place as well. Because when she told me, you know, I feel like I feel like this is an Airbnb for you. I was like, well, I feel like that's so, but I didn't think it was an Airbnb I had to pay for. Because you know, not that you're earning higher that you should be paying, but I wish you had told me that you felt like this. Because when I was move, when I was staying here. I was like, I know I'm paying rent for my house as well. And yeah, I'm also contributing to other things in the house. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that this was a big issue for you. Because for me, money had never been an issue in the relationship. You know how much I earn and where I'm getting my money from. And I know how much you earn. I just didn't think at that time it was such a big issue. Would she ever come visit you in your house when mm. she got the bigger place with, oh, the, with my the bachelor pad yeah <laughs> with no seats yeah <laughs> well she didn't like coming there although and she didn't because i once asked her so why don't you go to my place like, yeah let's just stay here mm. you know 
for me it was not a big issue because it's like okay fine if that's what you want at least now i don't have to go and clean up that place and hide all my all those things that been hide at the point where she told you you know i feel like you're treating my house like a airbnb um at that point where once you like okay fine why don't i just move in and the the amount of money i'm paying here i contributed to this household had the relationship already gotten to a point of no return oh yeah so you remember i told you now we are bringing in other people to because we, we never used to do those couple things till we'd go out with other couples mm. so at this time when we started doing that and people started talking like so what does she do what does he do i think that talking to each other with other people kind of seeped into the relationship because what she told me is that her friend who she works with had just been promoted to a senior level manager i know we are talking mid 20s and she'd been given a company house a company car like her salary she never used to touch her salary because everything was provided for by the company and what the chick was telling her is that, you know men should not do this you know that instructing life living someone else's life so now when she started thinking about it she was like oh now by the way he does this i know when you stay with someone so much there are things that you just assume are normal because mm-hmm. it's not like we had a couple that we were looking up to or my mom and dad or her mom and dad that we want to be like this couple so we are aping them we are trying to figure out how this thing works because we all started dating in campus and I was her first major relationship and she was my first. So by the time we started talking about it, it was already too late. She had already made up her mind and because she she, had, she would now, I think also the other issue that the exposure now was different. You know, what we were both getting exposed to, our circles had grown bigger and we had seen now other people relate So comparison of course had to seep in. Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay, why am I doing this and why is he doing this? So no, it was no longer just about the two of us. It was also about the larger picture, her family, my family because now we are no longer we can't just say that now we are young people. Now we are we are adults right now. We have we have responsibilities on our plates. And you know, At that time why I didn't want to move in is because I also never want to feel like a burden like you're supporting me as well. That's why I always kept my independence with that bachelor pad Mahani because I was sure that also growing up I didn't want to you know like someone to feel like oh they took care of me so they can go or rather now how I see it on Twitter nowadays is that if you help someone you have to go and say so I took this guy from the streets. <laughs> So I never wanted that and I never and I never wanted her to feel the same way. Yeah. So I think by the time now we got to talking about the money issue. So for me money was not an issue but for her money was an issue. Yeah. Initially it was not an issue. But I think even even if I earned that much at that time and you know with little responsibility I was certainly thinking about it. So what are you bringing to this table actually? You know. So I think that's what led majorly to the disorientation of the relationship mm-hmm. plus the other issues now coupled up became just like ah, it's too much let's just take a break also remember we had never seen other people in that sense 
we had always had the two of us. So when now we are seeing other people expanding our circles, we are like, maybe this is how it's supposed to be done. Not realizing that we should set our own our own path. Nairobi or Kenya at large, and most of Africa is yes. a heavily patriarchal society. Yeah. If the roles were reversed and you were making, let's say, a hundred Gs a month take home, and she was making her twenty thirty k, yeah. um, do you think maybe things would have turned out differently? I I, I can't say because, like I said, she's very ambitious. You know, I admire really that. Admire that about her. So eventually, she will still have made it. However, I don't think for me, it, like I said, it was not an issue at all. So I had no problem supporting or living with her that time. Because when you used to stay in campus, when I had my place, I was, I was okay with it. I was like, how much is rent? It was really cheap. It was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, it was not an issue for me per se. So I knew as a man, like you had said, in our society, these are my responsibilities. I pay rent, I pay food, and all those things. So... I'll provide me. I'm no issue doing that, so it will not have been. So I think because she was also raised in the same breath, and now I am here in her house. It was like, so this is different because her father used to provide a lot of things for her. So when she sees how her father is, and then she sees the man she's dating, there's a disconnect, mm. you know. And for me. Although I felt it at times, I was like, ah, I'm just staying here for one more day, then I go back to my budget apartment. Because <laughs> I wasn't like I was moving there. I was paying my own rent. So I was like, so she knows I'm paying my own rent. And I'm, and I'm not earning a lot, but I'm paying my own rent and I'm still buying food here. So maybe we should have had that money conversation mm-hmm. earlier. But it was not the only thing that led to the, to the, the breakup. Up. Yeah. All right, so tell me about the breakup. I just briefly before we finish, I want to know how how the thing was for you. You said it took you about a month to yeah. accept it, but yeah. are you over it? Do I look over it? I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell. I think you are. Yeah. I think you are. I think you're over it. Yeah. Um, but I just like to know because a lot of times it's clear um, how women are when. Yeah. Men, men don't talk often mm-hmm. about heartbreak, which is why I was very excited to have you here today. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to kind of know how did you deal with that? How what, what were you feeling? How did you what were you thinking about yourself after that breakup? And at what point were you like, okay, I think I think I finally got over this? Mm. Yeah, did you get under somebody else, or is it over somebody else <laughs> to get over this other person? Or yeah. Side by side. Or side by side. Well. So I, I did a lot. I don't know if you know Psychology Today. dot com. No, I don't. Yeah, I did a lot of reading. How to win her back? You know? <laughs> Bless your heart. How to win? But there was really I was in too deep. So it took me quite a while. I can say. I think right now is when I'm emerging from it, and I can talk about it because this is like this is the second time, other than me talking about it in another place. This is the only other place that I've talked about it for real. And I think friends really come through. Mm-hmm. And like you said, men men need friends who who are there for them and who understand them. Because I don't know what I would have done without my friends, you know. Because at that time, me, I was spiraling. I was like, oh shit, what 
you know this is five years down the drain i don't know for me i, I make investments in f- with future in plan so we had set up a few things together with her we had businesses running we had a joint bank account I'm like, okay these are things we actually should have talked about so now the separation when the separation starts i i think for her the problem was that she had thought about it for some time so she was she was preparing for it because i remember she even suggested a book for me to go and read <laughs> about breakups i think it's called conscious and Uncoup- conscious and couple oh there's a book i didn't know there was a book yeah there is a book mm. I was like you've been reading this for the last three months she's like yeah and i think you should read it why so i think she had prepared she was preparing herself for for the separation because those were exact words and anyway. she told me that you know for me i started thinking about it so our breakup took some time when she broke up with me the first time that i told you at work you know i told her let's talk about this and then for a month or so i was on my best behavior you know everything were good but you know once you made up your mind as an adult it's really hard to go back so she had already decided that she's out and for me this is the time now I was like no i've been in this for for the longest so you, you you don't see it coming so by the time she left at least she had a support system and me I was there alone three sufurias and no sofa just a bed even fifa that time was so boring I was like i wanted to break that screen where this i was walking in the street and seeing people laughing i'm like i i was hating on people already, <laughs> you know you could see someone i, I became those people mtachana to you hey, know yeah. <laughs> i'd go to every um, those you know celebrities and look at the couples that the celeb couples of the world and I'd just be there like should I set up this you become a, tr- a troll yeah a troll, should, should i should i set up this banner account where i just comment <laughs> mad emojis everywhere <laughs> oh man yeah it was it was crazy so at that time i knew because now I, like i told you i started reading psychology today because i wanted to understand because she told me go and read conscious and so i read the book i was like okay it's a nice book but it does not get how i feel you know because me i still believe that i'm in this relationship i don't know how to be single i've never been single really my entire youth i've not been single so how, where do i start so i started reading psycho i think psychology today dot com this is how far i've made it if i forgot in the website <laughs> uh, you know how to win her back how to say sorry in a thousand languages i did say sorry in a thousand languages even i think cuz i remember she liked cooking food and cook meals and take to a place leave them there with notes you know, try to remind her the first time mm. maybe she has amnesia <laughs> something <Yeah. laughs> but you know it didn't work cuz she had decided and so now i knew i needed to get help at that time so i called up my my friend and I was like yo me this chick has destroyed me man at that time this was, i think my friends knew because we are both of us were very private by the time we knew this was like two months in now there was a competition we were supposed to do together with her i had to cancel but her she went on with it that's how i knew now she's moved on for real because if she can stand in front of all these people and win a competition we are supposed to partner together and while me i'm there in my 
anyway so i call up my friend and i tell him you you need to come over because i'm losing it so when my friend comes over i'm like the first thing he asks hey, can we use your cheek I'm like have you been sent <laughs> cuz you know we are no longer together first of all he's shocked because No, now the problem now became was that now they are the part of the couple that we used to invite over to a place most of the time and initially just before we broke up they were the last people we were with together we invited them for food so it's like i didn't see it coming you know men can be insensitive ah no problem we come like fit together like okay just say it all ishe Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I thought you guys were going to get married because I decided I wanted to be the godfather. Like, just shut up. So, but the, when he realized it was serious, is when now, you know, I, I, I used to think Diamond was lying. You know, for the first, I think, week, I couldn't sleep. I became so needy. You know, because that time now, you, you are alone. And... at call because you know you're used to talking to this person every other day so unconsciously you'd even call someone else her name like hey Sandra like, oh shit we're not together anymore mm. so you had to go back from scratch but i think at that time my friends really came through because i went to stay with one of my friends it was that bad mm. i went to stay with one of my friends for a week because me had refused to eat to cook I like ah what is the purpose if i don't have you those things people say in, in songs i have nothing <laughs> uh, but anyway so yeah my friends really came through for me and cuz like i told you we are always just the two of us so we had never seen a breakup and never been in any major breakup it was just just those things that end now this one is someone telling you I'm, i don't feel you anymore i'm rejecting you and you know rejection is very personal because there's no major reason so what is the major reason that you're breaking up so that i can fix it you know right. but you can't fix some things they just they just broken so even when you tried like just tell me what what the reason was what's the your reason for a breakup and she, since she didn't have any she just throw me random things you know to at least keep me away so that i don't Because now if you told me there's nothing, I'd go crazy. I'd be like, so why did you? Is there, you know, those things that people say. Yeah. Yeah. Is there another man? Is it? Is it another woman? Is it a dog? Yeah, what is it? I'll fix it, you know, trying and salvage. But for her, I think she had already made up her mind. And for me now, when it was coming, when it started hitting me, you know, later on, when, because my, my Saturdays were just for her. I was like, eh. Kumbe Saturday na kuanga refu hivi. I didn't know. I didn't know. Saturday is so long. Hey, and you know you can be lonely and mm-hmm. alone which is even worse. So you are there alone mm-hmm. and then you're also lonely. lonely. Yeah, so the things that come to your mind are just you know they're just thoughts that at that time if you really don't get professional help it can really mess up with you. So even when my brother was undergoing a heartbreak last year, I was there laughing at him because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you'll be fine. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, next year you'll be fine." So <laughs> I think it was a good period for me. I actually think I needed that in in all honesty because now it gives you a sober view on relationships rather than this Disney mm-hmm. 
Mickey Mouse feeling, but oh, forever, happily ever after. Yeah. And they do say, uh, we talked about being alone and lonely, and the yeah. things that come into your mind. They do say, an idol mind is a devil's workshop, but I think if you're idle and lonely and sad, yeah, I don't know if there's something bigger and more profound than the devil's workshop. It's, oh, God. Yes. Yeah. There's things you do. I, I, I'm, I, I recently talking to one of my neighbors, and I was yeah. telling her, because me and her are both single, and yeah. and I told her, listen, we need to. If you're bored in your in your house and you want to come over, come over. Let's have a meal. Because I'm like, loneliness can make you make yeah. some very, very, very bad decisions. Sure. You go hang out with people who you, sh- you have no business hanging out with. Um, surround yourself with the wrong kind of yeah. people who are also in some form of self-destructive behavior. Mm. So I think a support system is so important. Yes, um, and I'm happy at least you had. A bit of that, yeah. It so was crazy. So, where are you now in in, in relation to that situation? <laughs> no, I think I'm in a better place. I think I've been able to assess. I didn't get into a relationship immediately after because I know for for guys, we're like, ah, I'll just get another chick. Mm-hmm. But I, I I wanted to to assess. Like I made a conscious decision. I said I'm not because I remember the when it started hitting me. I. And like you said, you know, things you start thinking about a lot of things. So at that time, I think I drank a lot at that time. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was like, hmm, where's the next party? I just I wanted to forget. But it was not sustainable economically, socially, and you know, you can't drink every day. You still have to go to work. I remember I even resigned my job mm-hmm. because I was not performing, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> So I was like, fuck this job. Maybe it's the reason why. Because the other thing is that I was I was very busy, you know, throughout the relationship. Trying to, because I can't stay idle, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I took up a lot of work. I quit all of them and I was like, oh, my savings are running out. So, and I'm like, I, now I need to fend myself. I can't go back to my spa. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm no longer invited anyway. So I need to focus. I need to get back to work. And you know, the good thing is that my boss at that time still had out an an olive branch for me, but I never took it because I was like every time I go back here, it just reminds me of her. Because she used to come and stay at my 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 workplace. Mm-hmm. We are that comfortable. Anyway, after that, I think it took me almost a year to to get back to normal because. I was so invested in it and had, you know, the, the hopes and dreams that you have and then they're just taken away mm. in one day. So my investments, my, I was like, ah, if I go with the, with the mutual account, I don't want the money. If I could go back, and still, I want some of that money. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did is that I, I wanted to feel the pain so that it, I'll never forget it. And also so that I know whenever I can tell the signs when they're coming. Because people have taken a shortcut and escaped from the pain and numbed myself with drugs. But I wanted to feel everything. I wanted to feel, you know, like when, when you're an addict and then you're taken to rehab, mm-hmm. the withdrawal symptoms. So I wanted to feel all those symptoms. And I, I made a conscious decision to feel all of them. So that's why it took me quite some time to, to be able to make peace with it. 
Because I was still like, you know, I'd, I'd go to and ask my friends, should I call her? You know, of course I've already called her, but I just wanted them to <laughs> affirm me. Should I, re- should I call her? Like, no, don't call her. Then I go to another friend. Should I call her? Yeah, call her. They'll be like, yeah. I've already called. She didn't pick though. Call her again later in the evening, you know. So I think that time I made Safaricom shares rise. <laughs> <laughs> so Safaricom, you owe me one. <laughs> Shout out, shameless plug. <laughs> so now when we sat down and talked about uh, like six months after, when she was now sober and like, when you're now both there with the feelings of the separation, like I still want the separation. I was like, oh shit, you mean distance? My, my absence from your life has not been detrimental she's like nah i'm actually driving bro wow <laughs> well she didn't say that <laughs> but she she looked good you know mm-hmm. but i think at that time is when i started making peace with it and i was like okay, okay fine she's gone the best i can do is now pick up myself and get back to to my life because you know of course there's something missing but you can't stay there you know life goes on and people are getting other things and you can't just stay there you can't be stuck there you can't be a leech on your friends forever you need to move on you also need to be strong and that's what happened what would you say um knowing what you know now what do you think was your biggest takeaway from the relationship and especially the breakdown of the relationship mm. Mm. I think I should have gotten more Sufurias. <laughs> <laughs> Better Sufurias. Sufurias were definitely the problem in this relationship. Anyway, <laughs> I think Manuja, the thing that I learned most is you know, just, I think I had made her my life, which is part of the problem. And she might also have made me her life. So we were so stuck with each other. We never... We never really got to see other perspectives. It was just her and me throughout. So I can't say I was bored of her, but I I, I do get if she was bored of me because that's a big issue. You know, when it's just the two of you all the time, you need that space to breathe. You need to have other hobbies because now it was just all the time, just me and her. So one of the takeaways was that. And I think also just, having having your own life independent of the relationship because i think one of the things she had said for her was about who is she without this relationship you know and that really got me thinking who is she without this relationship because all most of her friends were actually my friends you know she had known most of i'd introduced her to all of my friends and they became her friends so I never wanted to hang out. We would hang out mostly with my friends who became her friends. So I think she had like two friends, <laughs> no offense, or three who we used to hang out with, but rarely. Yeah, but most of the time when you hang out, we hang out with my friends. So I, I, she didn't want to be defined by the relationship that, you know. So for us, that there was, there was too much. We had become leeches on each other. You You talk about codependency a lot. Yes, that was the codependency. Although I don't think codependency is all wrong. Just just to be clear to all the people (laughs) listening, I think there's a myth around codependency, but there's Mm. a a level you get to where it's a bit unhealthy. Yeah, Mm. Yeah, we needed to be 
secure outside the relationship and inside. Mm. And lastly, yeah, just pay your rent, which is also very important. <laughs> I know finances are tricky issues in relationships, but you have to to learn how to talk about them. Yeah. I see. I don't know. There's there's a lot of talk and a lot of everyone telling you how to run your relationship, but I think for me the major thing was that when you lose who you were at the beginning, it doesn't matter if I tell you how to run your relationship, it still won't make sense because people are, are dynamic. You know, we we want to box people into one thing and let them let them just be that thing. You know, I want the 19 year old I met in at that art cafe. And she wants the twenty-two-year-old she met, you know, insisting on the number. That's the image that we stay with, and yet we are growing, we are dynamic. So I do feel that sometimes maybe I I was still stuck on that nineteen-year-old, and she was stuck on that twenty-two-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, not realizing that we had grown and our lives had changed. So we are not aware on those issues as well. Yeah, amazing. Are you still single? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I took a break because <laughs> I was like, you know what? I've been in a relationship for so long, but you know when people think say you're single, they just they just see someone uh, with that with that with that Rolodex. Yeah. So today I'm done with Samantha. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm, you know, but it's not that. I just wanted to focus on my art Kidogo, which is which by the way has worked out well. Mm-hmm. I can't complain. When 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 I picked up myself, things really opened up. It was tough sometimes because I remember I was left with ten thousand four hundred and thirty six and twenty two cents. Wow! My bank keep tells me tells me point two two cents. <laughs> so <laughs> when I ran out of savings, I was like, "Where I need to to fix my life now?" Because mm. that that was my wake up call. I was like, "Okay, I'm going into debt now." Mm-hmm. And when I get so when when I woke up finally from the slumber. You when know, you pick up yourself, you also need to be whole. So I think I'm in a better place. Good. And I wish her well. And you wish her well. Now you can say you wish her well. Ah, at that time I was like, I hope the man you marry has no toes. <laughs> and your children are born with no teeth. Oh, children are born with no teeth. Eh? Oh, he's shooting blood. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully not, but... Yeah. yeah. So I think I, we, we are now... Let's see, we've, been, we've talked... There's no bad blood. I don't know from her end. Mm-hmm. I can't speak from her end. But we talked earlier this year. And I was like, you know, the problem is that what she wanted at that time and what I wanted were different, you know. So I was like, I wish you the best. And I'm, I'll always be around to support you. But I think that that distance is... Is important. Yeah, it's, it was necessary, and it's also important right now. Loki, I hope this is not like a toxic thing for me to do right now. Like, but like Loki, <laughs> I think you two, the two of you, I think it, there's a possibility you might end up together. If and I, I don't want to put your hopes up, <laughs> no. Steve, you know, or or, or, or Sandra, or who, <laughs> yeah, but um, I think I think you just the both of you just needed to grow up mm, and yeah. needed to learn how to yes. be adults outside yes. of each other. Yeah, because you were using. Um, the template of young love, yes, to be in a an adult, adult relationship. relationship. That's true. That has built responsibilities. You spoke about how she had blood tax. Yeah, you have your own black tax. You're yeah. still supporting people in your family. Um, you were just using a different blueprint. Yeah. And now you've gone out into the world. Yes, and hopefully, maybe if you do end up together, yeah, um, 
and I, hopefully it's not the right word. <laughs> Let's just say if, if if you do end up yes. together, yes. I think it will be it'll be like the best the better versions of yourselves mm. coming together. Mm. And next time if you if you get into a relationship, the conversations around money yes. need to be had. You know what? Let me even just go to my phone real quick. There's mm. a there's a post I saw on Instagram uh yesterday mm. and I had to save it. And I usually wouldn't do this on this podcast, but you know what, fuck it, it's my podcast, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) There's a post I saw that says, eight questions to check long-term compatibility in a relationship. Listen, a lot of the stuff we listen to online or watch online or see online, take it with a pinch of salt, sieve out what works for you, what doesn't. So let me just go through it real quick. Can we talk about money and manage our finances in an honest, fair and mutually agreed manner. Mm. Money is a very important conversation that needs to be had. There's yeah. a research that I, I I I heard about in a different podcast seven years ago, where this guy, um, he followed couples over a period of like ten to fifteen years, almost twenty years, like from the eighties. Yeah. And these are couples from different backgrounds, different races, different economic. Setups, um, different sexual orientations. You have mm-hmm. straight gays, whatever, whatever, and they had come up with very different findings mm-hmm. um, that I can't share now because of time. But the one that stood out to me was that these three things that couples fight about mm-hmm. all are, all across the the, the, the spectrum. Yeah. The first one is money. Mm-hmm. Money is the number one thing that all couples fight about, whether you're rich, poor, black, white, Asian, straight, bisexual, gay, or trans. The second one was leisure time, how to spend it. Um, I want to do this. I want to go there. You, you only want to go hang out with your boys. You, you yeah. want to, you know, I can't remember the third one, but if I do, I'll, I'll mention it maybe yeah. in the notes of this podcast. Mm. But I think money is a conversation yeah, that needs key. to be had. Mm. Um, I just don't know how to have it, but I think it in my next done. relationship it needs to be because I've still got into relationships having, with this knowledge. Yeah, but I just, just I don't I don't I don't know how to talk yeah. about we it. We just assume. We just assume. Yeah. The second one was, um, do we feel the same way about having or not having children? Mm. Do we both have interests, hobbies, and a wholesome life outside of the relationship? Yeah. You've talked on that. You've mm. sp- mentioned that. Mm. Would I still want to be with them if they stayed as they are mm. or their desire, undesirable habit, habits never changed? I think that's, one, that's an important one because a lot of us get into relationships saying, yeah, it'll get better. I'll, I'll, I'll yes. help them. I'll change them. Actually, on that point, is, I remember I asked a married person. No, yeah, no, I became a collector of stories. I wanted to assuage myself. I, and I asked a guy who had been married thrice. He's now heading into 80s, you know, this is your third marriage. Are you not learning anything? Yeah. And then he told me the mistake I made in the first two is that I tried to change the people I was with. You mm. know? So most of the guys would say, I found this chick, but you know she drinks and I don't want a chick who drinks, so I'm going to change her instead of just finding a chick who doesn't drink and staying with her. You yeah. know? So that's, I think, part of the issue that yeah. happens a lot. I agree. And sometimes... Um, we don't use the language in our psychology. Yeah. I am going to change this person. Mm. You don't use that language. So you, 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 according to you, you're not trying to change somebody. Yeah. You're just like, see, I'm, you reduce your drinking. I'm see, making her better. I'm making her better, <laughs> but you're actually changing someone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what are the absolute non-negotiables or deal breakers that may lead to breaking up or a separation? Yeah. Are we able to share our sexual needs and preferences? And are these met or aligned? 
Do we have similar life goals, worldviews, and core values? For example, monogamy, where to live, travel, family, and how to deal with that. Can we communicate respectfully and share ourselves uh, honestly without fear of judgment? And that was the last one. So yeah. if you guys are listening to that, probably just take note of that. Um, but I think it's important to have these conversations. Yeah. Maybe the skill is finding the wisdom to figure out when mm-hmm. to have the conversation exactly. and then how to do it in a way that doesn't look accusatory because you cannot be talking from a point of, I know. Yeah. You know, it has to be uh, an evil, even playing field. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Stephen, for coming here today and sharing this wonderful story. And to all the men out there listening, it's okay to talk about your feelings. <laughs> Um, and, and the ladies who are listening, um, I think it's these these little things that you've brought up themes yeah. that are very prevalent in our society. Like, for example, the whole masculinity, femininity roles. I think yeah. these are conversations that need to be had yeah. more and kind of adjust them because money is sensitive. And when a man, woman is, or the female energy is earning more in mm. a relationship, mm. even if you're open-minded, sometimes it's that little, oh, that awkward yeah conversation Mm. guys um if you've enjoyed this podcast please remember to rate us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts leave a comment and um we'll be sharing with you shortly how you can be a part of this conversation if you want to be a guest on this amazing podcast thank you so much and we'll see you guys here next time adios thank you if you have liked this episode please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review You can also share this podcast with a friend or two and follow us on our Instagram at so this is love underscore podcast. If you would like to be a part of this podcast, you can also reach us via direct message on our Instagram. This is Jules. See you next time.